0: Thank <laughs> you. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by Ben MGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app, watch the show on twitch.tv slash and YouTube, and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Jimmy Patzos shares his favorite college hoops plays on this happy hump day to go with a potential future or two, perhaps. And then at 11 o'clock Eastern time, Joe Osborne doles out his favorite plays for wild card weekend And we will, of course, get to college basketball as number one and number two both go down last night. But first, NFL coaches across America should cower when the clock strikes noon Eastern time when BetQL Daily has ended its broadcast day because that's when major news breaks, folks. And in a way, it happened yesterday. Again, the Titans fired head coach Mike Vrabel. And while the first four seasons may be deemed a success, he did finish 2022 with seven straight losses, opening the door for the Jaguars to win the division. And then this year, they went 6-11. and 11. So, Joe, what are your thoughts about this move?
1: yeah big surprise oh we're trending down as an organization oh i don't know you traded away your best player oh by the way you still haven't found a quarterback for this coach that's been very successful with your organization and most coaches would not even come close to the same record um shocking no not shocking actually i i felt like that was the reaction throughout much of the league yesterday because we kept going back to this. We, we expected some sort of a change with the Titans. Even uh, on the outside looking in, we could read the tea leaves there. Uh, was it the right decision? That's an entirely different conversation. Now, what was obviously pretty telling as uh, as the Titans were trying to save face yesterday is just like when you look at the release from ownership. And they put out a statement, and in it says, as the NFL continues to innovate and evolve, I believe the best teams, pos- best positioned for sustained success, will be those who empower an aligned and collaborative team across all football functions. So they're saying that Brable didn't want to take part in that. Right? He didn't want to be aligned with us. And they, they've said that they've changed their way of thinking and they're going this direction. And Vrabel was not on board. And we remember he was not on board when they traded A.J. Brown, how upset he was. And he should have been. So uh, a, a mistake. Uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Six years ago, they hit a home run when they landed on him as the head coach, and we can go over the why we believe Vrabel, at least I believe that why Vrabel is uh, one of the very good coaches in this league. But um, I I think they're going to regret yesterday.
2: i think so too and it just goes to show like this could be we were talking about bad ownership you know who makes mistakes maybe that's what's happening here because the players like taylor lewin was on rich eisen show live when the Mm -hmm, news broke and he was shocked derrick henry was shocked like there's a lot of blame to go around and i don't think a lot of the players felt like vrabel should have fell on the sword for all of this and i don't I don't agree with it. I think it's a big mistake as well, but it just goes to show whatever happened behind closed doors, Vrabel and the front office were butting heads. And at the end of the day, like they were, it sounds like it was an ownership front office decision where they probably didn't even talk to players or care what they think. They're just going to do whatever they want here.
0: Perhaps this is where I have this unique perspective uh, compared with, say, you guys. But as someone who sort of charts analytics departments across the league and sees who's going where and all of that stuff, and certainly other folks are doing it in uh, greater detail than I am, at the same time, the Titans were one of the uh, perhaps least – analytically driven franchises in the NFL and while Mm -hmm. Mike Vrabel was still able to find success that way ultimately Tennessee felt like they needed to go in a different direction and this is a recent phenomenon I'd argue like the last year year and a half something like that And Vrabel is still there. And the question is, could he adjust to those things? And it harkens back to this point, Aaron, you're making that if the head coach and the front office are not on the same page, as far as what the overall direction should be, then the head coach is probably going to get fired. And I think the bigger mistake more than anything else, other than the the lack of, uh, you know, congruence is the fact that Diana Rossini tweeted out that the Titans believe trading Vrabel was too complicated and would take too long, per sources. They wanted to move on quickly, they said. Vrabel never asked ownership for a trade or asked out of Tennessee. You could have gotten value because the street cred for Vrabel is mighty, mighty good, but oh, it's too complicated. We don't know how to do this. That Mm -hmm. is a bad look, Joe.
1: Yeah, so I'm not going to defend that organization. That's idiotic. Like, you could have gotten a draft Mm -hmm. pick, a pretty high Mm -hmm. draft pick for him easily, and Uh, Did I miss it? Have there been any hirings in the league? Have we had any press conference with new head coaches? We have openings and only more openings popping up. And now is the time to strike. And they're like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. We just know that we don't want this guy. (laughs) All right. If that's your approach and you're saying he's not aligned with you, you want, you want to go somewhere else, find me the upgrade. That's going to be difficult to do. You're gonna find someone that's gonna be better. I mean, look at it. What, what do you want? So, okay, they want someone that's more analytic driven. Okay, fine, cool. Um, but don't tell me that the last two years have been so difficult, because then you're you're calling him out for the record, which isn't his fault. I don't put it on him. Oh, I don't know. We can get the guy dealing with the personnel. We can go to there. And how about the quarterbacks that you apparently keep on missing? on again mm-hmm. and again I mean what he's done with the with Tannehill and Mariota and a little bit of Willis a little bit of Dobbs a little bit of Levin like it, it's a little bit of Monica outper, yeah. he's outperformed he's beaten expectations again and again so he don't throw the win-loss record at me over the last two years because okay so we're a betting show we always bring up Vrabel as an underdog Why? Because when he's not expected to win, he coaches his team up and he actually has a winning record. I mean, what more do you want here?
2: Yeah, I agree. And this has been a very good team ATS. I expected them to be better in the second half of the season, but I'm with you. I don't think it was Vrabel's fault. And I hope wherever he lands that he does have a better roster to work with because I'm not worried. And I think there's a lot of teams that will be lining up to grab him.
0: One quick question before we move on to college hoops here, because mm. I look at the Titans playoff run under Mike Vrabel. And I I felt like for the most part, it left a little something to be desired. And I know this is something that Ben Baldwin uh, put out on X. And it's something I want to ask you guys. How much stock should we take into the fact that in 2020, it was one and done against the Ravens. And then 2021, he was the top seed and lost in that first game. Because if there is an obvious ceiling to your head coach or to your team in general, you get to the playoffs, you get a good seat, et cetera, et cetera, and you can't do anything when you're there, how much should that matter? Because as a better, I look at that and go, okay, if everything breaks your way and you still can't make a playoff run, then what happens when everything doesn't break your way? Yeah, individual games, maybe you're good ATS, or you can get that outright upset every now and again. But if you're placing futures bets to win the division, things like that, doesn't getting to the playoffs kind of inflate what your overall value might be?
1: Are we willing to stake that? Hey, do you think that's real? that he he's a guy, get to the playoffs, yes, that's the accomplishment, and that's the ceiling? I don't think it is. You you think it is?
0: Okay.
1: No, I'm asking. It might be. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fair. I mean, I, I think it might be. I think
0: with him, you know, defensively, I think he's a great coach. He certainly elevates the talent he's been given. And, look, talent with, with that defense and the Titans, not very good. Ryan Tannehill certainly got better under Vrabel's tutelage or under that regime. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I do think, though, there is probably as good as it gets and that kind of feel there. So in a sense, I I might say yes, that you can get to the playoffs, but I don't know how much more damage you can do under Vrabel without having just a ridiculous amount of talent. And maybe him being a different organization, I'd like to see what that would look like. But in that current marriage, it wasn't going to get any better, I don't think
1: right right I agree there but is that on Vrabel um how the team is built you're right are you built to make a deep run they might be doing them a favor you don't have the you don't have the good quarterback play so how many coaches (laughs) Mm -hmm. are going to lead you on a deep playoff run without that top level quarterback play and he did bring his team to an AFC championship game like Mm -hmm. the the general manager is the one that built everything around Eric Henry and then you trade away AJ Brown, like what exactly mm-hmm. were you expecting? So, I mean, that's the problem I have. And look, I, I, if we went over the teams right now that would upgrade at head coach if they went to Vrabel, I think we would have a very long list. And maybe we'd be firing some coaches today that are <laughs> not on the hot seat or that we brought up like maybe another year. I don't know. I think there are a bunch of cases. And I'm thinking about the big names that are available right now. Harbaugh, it will be Belichick. I might take Vrabel over both.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do we think uh, Vrabel to Patriots? Is that the next move now?
1: I mean, I think that seems pretty, like, like
2: obvious. Yeah. Uh, we'll
0: I odds on favorite, I guess.
1: I I would That'd think so. Cool. But what, what does he want? I don't know what he wants. Like, maybe he wants a real quarterback because there's a job out West that has a real quarterback. So, mm-hmm. and then he could build up the rest of that defense, right? Like, like give on to you Chargers.
2: Know. <laughs> Patriots still will have a good draft pick, where they could move up. Boy, but yeah, I mean, you yeah. as need messed up as not, with some experience, not a rookie, as messed up as the Chargers
1: group. are, they're gonna have their choice, man. Right? Mm-hmm. Just because, oh, of, yeah, just because of Herbert. Like, exactly. that's the most enticing gig.
0: Right, no doubt about it. Okay, let's move on now to college basketball because number one, Purdue, loses outright to Nebraska, 88-72. to Number two, Houston, the last unbeaten team in college basketball, loses to Iowa State, 57-53. to My question to you, Joe, are we due for a wild and wacky season of college basketball based upon these two data
1: points? Home dogs like we're starting to see the sample size where even the top teams are starting to play true road games not these neutral site stuff um true road games and they are struggling like yesterday when i was looking at that houston number like two and a half really then you start to look at the game like, okay, yeah, Iowa State, they, they could match up with them. They have a strong defense as well. And then, the yeah, at that number, like that's what really jumped out to me. So I didn't find that one shocking. Purdue shocking on the road, Big Ten conference. No, nah, not really. I mean, I, they were not expected to, to lose that one. But also when you throw into it, what happened? Well, Nebraska made 61% of their threes. I mean, that's what happened. You're going to see that in college basketball. conference game, team going down the road, the home team makes 61%. They're probably going to end up winning that game, Aaron.
2: Yeah, as the uh, biggest Purdue backer on the show, it is not surprising. I do think it will be a good bit if I just continue to back Purdue. I was literally going to text you guys, go Purdue, and then I stopped myself, and I'm like, I even thought about it, and I still mushed them. But, yeah, good teams are going to lose, but this is twice now that Purdue has lost to, what, an unranked team? So this is not good. Uh, but it's also not surprising, right, a Matt Painter team doing this. So I don't know. I'm not that shocked by it.
1: Yeah, they're not going to go undefeated. Um, I don't know. I So you're not close to flipping on them. You still believe in them, or is it just a bit?
2: Oh, it's just a bit.
1: Okay. It's, I mean, I, just, I okay, feel like it would because... be weird if
2: I jump ship. I got to support him again this year.
0: I I think this, uh, I think you're implying (laughs) that this is like minority report here in the uh, text exchange where the thought police are coming in. And if you think about committing a crime, then all of a sudden you're guilty of it. And you thought about mushing Purdue. You wound wound up doing it. And now here we are uh, with Nebraska just shooting the lights out of the basketball. First win over a top-ranked team since 1982. That's a little bit of a while. Uh, You know, also, too. You know, when we're talking about Houston, the Cyclones just went three of 15 from three-point range. I know. And they still won that game. Like, Houston, with this elite defense, and it's something we're going to talk about later on in the show, if they are, you know, confining a team to that poor of a three-point shooting percentage, but they just don't have enough shooters out there on the floor, then Mm -hmm. don't they look a little fraudulent? Especially with, like, the non-conference strength of schedule that they had?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll have that conversation with our college basketball reset later on in the show, but I certainly think so. Now it was their first loss of the year. So you want, yes. you want to take that into account. But, see, isn't this the reason, futures-wise, we don't like to back Houston? We can talk them up, and the metrics are just so darn sexy. And But they're going to have these games where they score 53 points. So that's tough. That's tough to do that game after game um, in the tournament. You can do that six times in a row. You're going to win every game. When you're scoring that little, that's the challenging part. Exactly. No kidding. This is
0: VECUL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our NFL power rankings for the biggest impact players who aren't quarterbacks for Wild Card Weekend. That's coming up on the VECUL Network.